preaching time. Amen. Let's get to it. Uh, open your Bibles. Now, we were in Mark for three weeks. I want to open, want you to open your Bibles to the book of uh, Matthew. Amen. Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17. Amen. And we're going to read the same story, same message, but it's found in Matthew. Now, the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they're called the synoptic gospel. All right? The word synoptic means to see together. That's what the word synoptic means. And so what you find is that some of Matthew was written from Mark. Some of Luke was written from Mark. So, so they're, they're, they're called synoptic, so which means to see together. So when you read, you read the same account which we've been preaching from in Mark, now we see it in the book of Matthew. Amen? And so look what Jesus said. I want to read from verse 19. It says, Then the disciples came to Jesus privately. Amen. You know, we even did some stuff. <laughs> Come to him when? Privately. Some of us, we need to learn how to do that. Uh, why, why could we not drive it out? He's talking about the demon in the boy, in the lunatic, in the demon-possessed boy. He says, and he said, to, he said to them, because of the what? Littleness of your faith. For truly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, be moved from here to there, and it will move, and nothing, and nothing will be impossible for you. But this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Tell your neighbor, self-denial, prayer, and what? Fasting. I want to talk about today... Taking the limits off your faith. No limits. Amen. We've been in this series entitled No Limits. And today we want to continue talking about taking the limits off your faith. Faith can accomplish more than we really know. The limits that we have placed in our lives affects our faith. The limits we put on our lives. Prayer governs conduct. And conduct makes character. Conduct is what we do. Character is what we are. Conduct is your outward life. Character is your life unseen, hidden within, yet evidenced by what we see. <laughs> Conduct is in, internal, seen from without. Character is internal, 
operating inside of you, your character. In the economy of grace, conduct is the offspring of your character. Character is the state of your heart. And conduct is the outward expression. What am I saying? Saying who you are inside shows up on the outside. Character matters. And not only character, but our faith. Our faith is not seen, but it is seen by the things we do. Lord, have mercy. By the things we believe. How many times have you planned, prepared, prayed only to stay in the same place? Come on, tell your neighbor, taking the limits off my life. You do your research. You talk about it. But you haven't done it yet. Last week, We've seen what's called the different types of faith. I wanted to talk about the different types of faith before we talked about taking the limits off your faith. Now, there were four different types of faith that I told you that you don't want to have. One is defeated faith. One is diabolical faith. Disappointing faith. And doubtful faith. But you need decisive faith told you that you need deliverance faith. Amen. And today I want to encourage somebody here this morning to let you know that in order for you to overcome, in order for you to, to move past where you are and go to that next level in your life, it will require faith. The limits that you have placed on you, Amen. It may be geographical. It may be because of the pandemic. Come on, help me somebody. It may be because you feel like you're not good enough. Maybe you don't believe in yourself. There are a lot of us that we doubt ourselves and we've been doubting ourselves for so long that we may have forgotten, amen, who we are in Christ. I want to say this to you this morning. Jesus had just come down from the mountain, or they call it the mountain of transfiguration. The mount of transfiguration. He had just come down from that mountain. And he had just entered into the crowd. And we find, and I told you this last week, that what his disciples could have done, they couldn't do it. They had the power. Come on, somebody. But he ran into an argument, an argument of people who were saying, well, why is it that your disciples can't do what they were sent to do? How come they couldn't do the spiritual work? How come they had the power when Jesus gave it to them, but now they lacked power? How is it that, that watch this, that they could cast out demons? They could heal the sick. They had it in them, but couldn't release it. I'm trying to help you see where I'm going with this. 
Watch this. You have great things in you. God has put, listen, you ever, you ever do this? You think it, you can do it? Come on, huh? How many, how many, how many are like that? I'm, I'm like that. Like, like I look at something and I, I say, I could do that. And then I end up doing it. <laughs> and I'm like, dang, I done put something else on my plate. <laughs> right? It, it, it's amazing because I don't believe that there's anything that's impossible to do. Come on, help me somebody. Now, now I want to put the little tag there, if it's in God's will. But the disciples had everything. And they had the power. They had the power. They had it, but they could not do it. Amen. Jesus now, Mark tells us one version. But Matthew records it like this. Verse 18, Matthew says, and Jesus rebuked him and the demon came out of him. See that? And the boy was cured at once. The boy and the father were both bound. The boy was bound by a demon. The father was bound by unbelief. Come on, somebody. I'm saying one more time. That's why he said, I believe in Mark, right? He said, I believe, but help my what? My unbelief, right? Watch this. Now the disciples were curious. Today, I want to talk about how to take their limits off your faith. I want to help you. I want to show you six things that can help you to take the, the limits off your faith so that you can leave a legacy of faith. I believe that that's what the key is. The key is what are you going to leave behind? There are a lot of people who die every day and you don't even know they're dead. Come on, somebody. But we can leave an impact on this world by living for God and living by faith. Uh, do I have anybody? Jesus rebuked him. The demon came out. The boy was cured. Two people were cured in one day. Daddy now has a faith that can move mountains. But then the disciples come to Jesus privately. I would want to know too. I'd be like, man, what happened to us? Can, can I ask you something? You, 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 ever, you, ever, you ever think about like this, what you used to do? Come on, y'all. Come on now. Some of you say, well, you know what? I, I used to do that. I could have done that. I remember when we live in the past a whole lot, right? Remember that? Watch this. But, but maybe life threw you a swift transition. But just because life threw you a swift transition doesn't mean it's not still in you. He who began a good work in you will in no wise finish what he started. In other words, what God has for you Oh, come on, help me somebody. It's not too late for what God has for you. Do I have anybody? It's taking the limits off your thinking. Taking the limits off your faith. Mm -hmm. So that you can press forward and watch this and take hold of what God already has given you. 
I, I think I'm going to talk about potential next. Watch this. Oftentimes we don't see our potential. But God has given it to us. But life shows up. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Let me tell you something about this life. This life cannot, can be very unfair at times. Oh, I wish I had somebody. This life can show up sometimes in such a, such a nasty way that causes you to say, man, I'm done with this. I'm through with that. Amen. I'm going to do it my way. Because it seems, watch this, and here's how the Satan will convince you that if you do it your way, it'll work out better. But I got news for you. Your way is only going to last so long until you realize, come on somebody, that you got to do it his way. And his way is simply by faith. Watch this. Disciples came to Jesus. Verse, verse 19. I'm going to run on down the street. Watch this. He said, but the disciples came to him privately and said, why could we not what? Drive it out. What? They came to him what? Privately. So, so the first thing I want to show you, watch this, you ready? If you're going to take the limits off your faith, you ready? By discovering through prayer why our faith keeps failing. <laughs> Don't miss that. See, a lot of us just accept failure. But we never investigate. Come on, somebody. We, we never go to God in prayer and say, God, why? I'm not questioning you, God, but I'm asking you, help me to understand why my faith keeps failing. How many of your faith keeps failing? Oh, come on. I got some folk where your faith just keeps. Listen, you got it on Monday. You got, I'm sorry, you got it on Sunday. But by Tuesday, you're out of faith. You, you're running low. Come on, somebody. So, listen, listen. Some of us have accepted failure as final. But, but you have to go to Jesus. Tell your neighbor, you got to go to Jesus for the answers. God's not dead. Come on, somebody. He's alive. And, and saints, oftentimes, that's what happens to us. We fail to go to him because we've, we're so accustomed to the limits in our lives that we even limit our prayer life. You've got the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. you got faith. you got to believe. Watch this. You saw him change your life. Then let me ask you a question. What happened? When the pressure came, Lord, why do I keep failing? Why, why do I keep failing? Every time I try, every time I, how I many every time you try, every time you try to pray, I'm, come on, you set it all up. You, you make up in your mind, man, I'm going to pray this week. I'm going to read my Bible. And every time you start, tell you, they would take the limits off your life. Listen, listen, listen. You have to go to God. Discover through what? Notice what I said. Through what? Not you just sitting there, well, what, what, what's going on? Through what? Through prayer. God, why do I keep failing? God, why do I keep failing, God? Why do I keep stopping? Why do I start and don't finish? Oh, come on, help me, somebody. Why, why do I keep making false promises to myself? I'm talking to somebody. Why could we not drive this demon out? How come we keep getting tripped up 
by the same demon every week. Come on now, that demon, that, remember I told you it's a spirit now. It's a spirit that comes to agitate you. It's a spirit that comes to dismantle you. It's a spirit that's coming to destroy you. But I want to tell you something, saints. You are more than conquerors. And if you don't face your failures, you will forever keep the limits on your life. A lot of us don't want to accept our failures. A lot of us are like, you know what? I, I can't believe it's true. It is. Look at verse look at verse 20. And he said, and he said to them, because of the what? Littleness. That word littleness has the idea to lack confidence. Can you imagine praying to God and you have no confidence in him? Because the God you imagine is imaginary. The, the God you imagine is in a box. The God you imagine only does things for you when you need him to do it. He's not the God that scooped out every valley. He's not the God that stretches out the heavens like a curtain. He's not the God that put the bark in the dog, you see. He's not the God that capped off the mountains with snow, decorated the skies like daffodils with stars. I wish I had somebody. He's not the God that created you and I. That may be not the God we're dealing with. And here's why, here's what Jesus was really saying to the disciples. If you want to take the limits off your faith, you have to discover through prayer. But the second thing you got to do is by dealing with any unbelief. That's what that littleness has to do with. It wasn't little in size. It was little in content. <laughs> it was what it was made up of. Substance. Faith is the substance. Of things what? Hope for. I'm trying, I'm gonna preach by myself today. Watch this. The evidence of things not seen. And so if the substance of my faith is little, watch this. It's the quality of the faith that Jesus was talking about. If we have unbelief about God, listen to me. If you have unbelief about Jesus. If you have unbelief about the Holy Spirit, if you have unbelief about the Bible, if you have unbelief about the church, we will continue to live with limits. Because an ounce of unbelief can throw your whole life, hallelujah, off course. There are a lot of people I know. Not too long ago, I had a young man I was discipling many years ago. But life hit him. And then he says, Pastor, I don't believe in Jesus anymore. It's a terrible thing to fall in the hands of a living God. But it's a more terrible thing to believe and then stop believing. 
Because you put yourself in what I call divine discipline. Saints, I want to tell you when I measure my faith, it's always against what I believe. And there are times when life looks difficult. It looked difficult. This boy's condition, I'm just imagining the disciples, right? They were healing all this time. And now they come up against this boy who was a lunatic, who was falling down on the ground, foaming at the mouth, almost jumping in the fire and water and all this other stuff. And, and they finally hit something harder than themselves, what they can do, and what happened? They stopped believing. Is that what happens to you? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. From the moment you hit a concrete wall, you start saying, I'm, I, won't, I don't believe no more. But when things were good, when God was blessing you real good, come on, somebody, when he was giving you everything that you asked for, come on, somebody, only when he gave you everything you asked for, guess what? He was good. Now, <laughs> he ain't the same God you were talking about before. Eh? See, he's changed. How, how did he change? Ah, let me go on. Let me go on. Let me go on. He says, he says, he says, because of the what? Because of the littleness of your faith, right there in verse 20, he says, but if, no, I'm sorry. He says, he says, for truly I say to you, if you have faith, now you got to catch this, okay? So you got to write some things down here, okay? I'm getting ready. This maybe it'll keep you awake. Watch this. Uh, he says, for truly I say to you, you, you can tell when the devil starts working, right when the word. Watch what he said. He said, but truly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a what? Now, I want to show you something about this mustard seed. Mustard seed is 0 0.001 in centimeter. Smallest seed that grows into the largest tree. Lord have mercy. He said, y'all didn't even have that kind of faith. But faith like a mustard seed, let me give you the point. Third thing is, by deciding, here it is, not to just come to church, not just to be in church, not just to be in the Christian life, but by deciding how you will develop your faith. Faith like a mustard seed is what we call living faith. It's nurturing and, and watch this, and it, you have to nurture it in order for it to grow. Faith in order for it to grow needs to be cultivated. So here are the things it needs. You ready? Number one, it needs a soil. That's your heart. I wish I had somebody. You have to look at the soil at which the faith is being, the seed is being planted in. Watch this. The seed of faith is important, but Watch this. Second, you have to cultivate it. And you cultivate it by commitment. Write that down. So you, so you what? You got the soil. You got the what? You got the what? You got to cultivate it. Right? And, and, and cultivation takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. You're not going to become a super spiritual Christian overnight. You understand what I'm saying? Then the next thing you got to do, third thing you got to do, write it down, write, write it down. You got to water it. Watering your faith is to sustain the life of it. 
How do you water your faith? You ready? The word, fellowship, service, and listening to the word of God. You can go back and listen to the tape. You get that. Watch this. The next thing it needs, it needs sunshine. How do we, how do we add sunshine to our journey? You have to expose it to the word. You have to expose it to what? The word. I, I'm talking to somebody. The fifth thing you got to do, ready? You have to look out for the weeds. Don't let the sprouting of the plant get choked out by weeds. Weeds of darkness. Weeds of doubt. Come on, somebody. Weeds of negative influences in your life. Weeds that choke up, comes up in your life and start taking away the very faith that you try to grow in. And then lastly, you got to feed it. And you feed your faith through prayer. Are you with me? The question is, are you willing to be discipled? That's the key. And so, if you're going to, you have to decide how you're going to develop this faith if you're going to take the limits off your faith. The next thing is, he says, he says now, look what he said now. He said, if you have faith, the size of a mustard, size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move what? Here to there. And it will move. Man, can you imagine having that much faith where you can speak to something so hard, so difficult? Why did Jesus use that mountain? Because he understood the impossibility of it. Right? Like, like he used the toughest thing. I mean, who could uproot a mountain? The one who put it there. Jesus said, that's easy for me. But what he's saying is, for you, you can do it too. So the next thing is, if you're going to take the limits of your faith, by demonstrating, Lord have mercy. By what? So in other words, you got to open your mouth and do something. You have to step out and do something. Listen, you can't keep talking about, I got faith and never demonstrate it. Watch this. Your faith demonstrating is you acting, watch this, on what you believe. I believe this pastor and I'm going to achieve it by faith. Listen, it will be apparent to you first. You're the only one that knows how hard it was. I'm talking to somebody. You're the only one that knows the pain that you went through. But when you demonstrate your faith, saints, it's because you have an experience with God that no matter what it looked like, you could open your mouth and demonstrate that this mountain has to move. Somebody here this morning, I want to tell you, it's time for you to start talking like you have some faith. Because right now, the way you're talking, you're not talking like you have no faith. I'm sick. I don't think I ever going to get well. 
I don't think I'm ever going to move past this job. I don't think I'll always be in this position. But I want to encourage you to know that you got to take the limits off your faith and realize that you have the power, hallelujah, of the Holy Spirit. You have the word of God. And you can take the limits off your faith. Look what Jesus said right here in verse 20, right there. He says that you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing. Mm. I wish I had some people who understand what I'm talking about. And what? Can I, can I ask a question this morning? What's your nothing? What is your nothing? Because we got some nothings in our lives, you know what I'm saying? You understand what I'm talking about, right? And nothing, that nothing is something because it's the very thing that's holding you back. So whatever that nothing is right now, I want you to open your mouth today. And I want you to get your breakthrough this morning. Not, not next week, not I'm talking about right now. Lord, you said in your word that nothing is impossible for me. That's what you said. Nothing will be. Can you imagine having that kind of life with no limits? When you can go, Lord Jesus, when you can go to the store and you ain't got to worry about checking the bank account. You, you know how we do. You know, we gotta, hold on, Vin, before we buy, hold on, let me, hold on one second. I'm, 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 hold on a second. Let me, let me check first now, baby. Don't don't you go buying that stuff now. <laughs> Come on now. Come on. See, that, that hit home right there. See? Watch this. You, you know about that, right? But I know some people, they ain't got that problem. Matter of fact, to them, that's small cheese. That, that ain't nothing. Small fry. I'm sorry. Amen. That's a small fry. That ain't no big supersized fry. That's a small fry to them. Listen, that's to them, that's nothing. But the very thing that you have conquered, they're trying to get. You, 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 you follow where I'm going with this? So, so, so in other words, Jesus said, listen, man, listen, let me tell you something. If, if, if you take the limits off your faith, if you take the limits off your faith, guess what's going to happen? Nothing. Nothing will be impossible for you. I said, what? Nothing. Can I ask you a question? What have you been saying you can't do? Here's my next point. By deciding that nothing will be impossible for us if we have faith in Jesus. If we have what? Faith in who? In Jesus. You say, why did I say that? See, the object of your faith matters. Jesus said that if you say to this mountain, be moved from here to there, it will happen. Demonstrating that faith. But now, watch this. Deciding, watch this. 
Nothing will be impossible. Nothing will be impossible. What? For us, if we have faith in Jesus. And I want to tell somebody something. The impossible situations. Stuff is hard for us. But tell your neighbor, not for Jesus. Can I ask you a question? Why did you stop? When did you stop? When it gets hard? Watch this. When it looks impossible? Some of us were like that, you know. From the time it gets hard, what do we do? We stop. But tell your neighbor, you got to keep going. You got to have faith. When things get hard in your marriage, come on, somebody. When things get hard in your in 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 your in, at, at the job, when, when things get hard with your children, when, when things get, get hard in life, our faith starts fading. But I thank God today that Jesus says in verse twenty one. Look what he says in verse 21. Amen. Look what he says in verse 21. He says, but this kind. Hmm. I'm trying to help somebody today. But this kind does not go out except by prayer. And fasting. Let me just let me just pause here for a minute and just tell you something. Watch this. This is not magic. You can't be superstitious your whole Christian life. You can't. You can't rub the Bible and then all of a sudden everything gonna work out. You know, you know. <laughs> you can't pick up the cross and put it around, you know, go get you a chain and Put the cross on your neck thinking you protected. Saints, this is all about you. If I want to take the limits off my faith, it's about me. Last point is really powerful. The last thing we have to do is by developing spiritual disciplines. Now, in, the, in every faith, whether you're Muslim, Hindu, whatever you are, there are spiritual disciplines. Does everybody know what those disciplines are? I'll, well, I'll tell you. Worship, fellowship, prayer, faith, studying the word of God, solitude, and ministry. Oh, somebody missed the solitude part. You need a Sabbath, a day where you can rest your soul, where you can spend time in the presence of God. But here's the thing. You will never develop that if you don't do it. But the only way that we can take the limits off of our faith, because this kind does not come out. But by what? Prayer and fasting. Saints, as I close today, I want to tell you this.
prayer and spiritual disciplines, the believer needs to develop these spiritual disciplines. That's how you grow in faith. That's how you get stronger. That's how you overcome. That's how you move past the limits that you have right now by developing these disciplines. This kind of spirit doesn't come out without heavenly assistance. That spirit that's been holding you back, that spirit that's been keeping those limits on your life is because that spirit has caused you to become spiritually lazy. That spirit has caused you to do just enough. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Come on, somebody. Just enough. Listen, I, I made it in. No, but you could be moving some mountains, but you're just moving some rocks. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You should be moving mountains. Come on, somebody. But you're kicking around some pebbles. Come on, somebody. Why? Because you have the power. And God has given you the power. God has given us the faith that we need. Hallelujah. I'm not just talking about prayer. I'm talking about a dedicated prayer. I'm, I'm talking about fasting. I'm talking about that fasting and praying so much that the devil knows you're serious. He knows that, watch this, that it was prayer that tore down the Jericho walls. Why do you think Satan don't want you praying? He knows that it was prayer that Paul and Silas was praying. Come on, somebody. And the prison doors were open. He knows that it was Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane praying. He knows that prayer can move mountains. Do I have anybody? But, but what he wants you to do is he wants you to give up on prayer. He wants to give up on spiritual disciplines. He doesn't want you to stay disciplined. He wants you to stay in denial. He wants you to stay defeated. He wants you to stay down. He does not want you to lift the limits in your life. In a farming community that hadn't rained for a long time, things got real desperate. The ministers of that town decided to call a prayer meeting. They said, look, we want the whole town to come to the prayer meeting and bring their spiritual symbols. Some brought their crosses. Some brought their Bibles. The Catholics brought their rosaries, and they all cried out to God. When they had finished the meeting, there was no rain in sight, so they all went home. The next day in the town square where they had the meeting, a little boy showed up. And the little boy said, oh, God, we need prayer. We need rain. Oh, God, show your power and give us rain. The day before when all the preachers and the Christians were there, Calling on God, no, no, no rain. The little boy showed up praying. 
all of a sudden the sky got dark. He was praying. And the rumbling started to happen. Sound like a bowling alley up there. Dark, dark, dark clouds. He was praying. And as he was praying, the shower hit. Rain starts falling down. The question is, what was it about the boys' prayer? You see, the day before, the preachers and the people brought their Bibles and their symbols and all this other stuff. But when the boy came, the boy lifted up his symbol. He brought an umbrella. Think you caught that? I don't think you caught that. See, see how, see how slow we are. Poof! That went over your head. He brought a what? He brought an umbrella. Why? Because he was expecting rain. If you're gonna expect rain, bring an umbrella. If you're gonna expect God to do something, lift the limits off your life. You better bring something that shows that God, I believe that you can lift the limits of my life. Go get that college application. Go open that business. Go do what you got to do. Why? Because if you're going to expect rain, bring an umbrella. Amen. 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 The boy brought an umbrella because his expectation was, tell your neighbor it's going to rain. Listen, the meteorologists are wrong half the time. And we still take them at their word. Why is it when it comes to God who is never wrong, we hesitate to believe his word? Ain't that something? Tell your neighbor, develop spiritual disciplines. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise.